From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Grant, VK4BB, VK4 Baker Baker. You have tuned WIA National News live from Australia for week commencing February 9, 2014. And lots of good news at hand this week, including we'll be hearing from WIA Director Bob Bristow, VK6POP, and Rotarians of Amateur Radio World President Bill, VK4ZD. But to the news at hand. Police warning over old emergency beacons. A messy rubbish tip search for an errant signal from a discarded emergency beacon is a reminder that all such devices need to be disposed of responsibly. Police in Tasmania's north used a rescue helicopter to locate an older model emergency position indicating radio beacon, or EPIRB, in a tip at Railton. Then a ground crew had to dig and disable it. The beacons need to be disposed of properly, and that means removing the battery and or returning them to a supplier. From Feb 2010, analogue beacons on 121.5 have not been detected by satellite and only 406 MHz EPIRB signals are monitored. The radio beacons are a safety message used by people mostly while at sea or travelling in remote areas. Stop polio now. Rotarians on the air. To celebrate the birthday of community service organisation Rotary International and highlight its involvement in eradicating the disease polio, it will be on air February 22 and 23 with a number of special event stations. All participating Rotarians of amateur radio throughout the world will call CQ Polio to commemorate the founding of Rotary International in 1905 and educate the public about Rotary's End Polio Now campaign. Here is ROA President Bill VK4ZD. As the ROA International President for 2012-2015, I'm encouraging ROA members to participate in a yearly on-air event using special polio call signs, where possible, to help celebrate Rotary's birthday by highlighting Rotary's goals and achievements in the fight against polio. This will be a coordinated effort on the weekend closest to Rotary's birthday, February 23rd. In 2014, this will be a worldwide event with ROAR members operating stations with special polio call signs from many countries around the world. In Australia, we expect the following stations to, to be active. VI2 Polio, operated by Noel, VK2IWT. VI3 Polio, operated by Peter, VK3KCD. VI4 Polio, operated by Diane, VK4KYL, and Bill, VK4Zulu Delta. VI6 Polio, operated by Wally, VK6Yankee Sugar. And VI7 Polio, operated by Reg, VK7Kilo Kilo. So far, other ROA members who have in indicated that they wish to participate are Whiskey 9, Uniform Hotel Lima, Victor Echo 3, Bravo Golf Golf, Kilo Bravo 6, November Uniform, Oscar Hotel 6, Sierra Mike, Yankee Oscar 9, Bravo Charlie, and Yankee Oscar 9, Bravo Golf Radio. Many more are expecting to obtain special event call signs for the event. WIA Board Talk and the Expo to show what we're about. The first registrations for the PR for Amateur Radio Expo in April have been received as we head rapidly towards this important event. The WIA believes the Expo, run by its many affiliates, showcases the benefits of modern amateur radio and engages all ages in the community. 
for the best image a display must be neat, tidy and always safe. This is an excellent opportunity to expose the public to the many diverse positive elements of amateur radio and how it fits into the community. Part of the effort should be designed to get people interested in and talking up amateur radio. It helps to have foundation licence, training and assessments ready to go after Easter, giving those attending the expo or reading about it in their local newspapers a chance to give us a try. All ready for the expo are the following, the radio activities in Ruffy Park, Doncaster in Melbourne's northeast, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society at Bel Air National Park and Summerland Amateur Radio Club in the Lismore, New South Wales Central Business District. Others have indicated they'll be playing their part in the vital role of promotion during the expo held during April 11 to 13. Details of the PR for Amateur Radio Expo were emailed to clubs and organisations, published in Amateur Radio magazine, and have been regularly promoted here in the VK1 WIA national news broadcast. Do you know someone who has made a significant contribution to Amateur Radio? The Board of the Wireless Institute of Australia, at its discretion, makes awards to members for their contribution to the hobby or the Institute over a period of time. These awards are usually announced and presented at the Institute's annual conference and AGM in May. The Board is now calling for nominations. The nomination form is available for download on the WIA website. Look in the news section for the article, which will include a link to the nomination form. When completing the survey, you are not required to suggest which award should be made. The Board will assess each nomination and decide which awards, if any, it will make. Clearly, it's best to include as much information as you can so as to inform the Board, and please do keep it in some sort of chronological order. Also include information about any other awards they may have received. It's important to recognise the work done within the hobby, so please do give some thought to nominating someone you know of. Nominations close on the 31st of March and awards will be announced and where possible presented at the WIA's 2014 AGM and Conference on the Sunshine Coast on May 16th the 18th. I'm Bob VK6POP and you're listening to VK1 WIA National News. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hams across Australia and this week we'll be hearing from Paul VK5PAS and Dale VK4DMC. But to VK1 first where the 2014 annual general meeting is to be held Wednesday, February 26 at the Mount Mugger Scout Hall. That's at Red Hill in the ACT. The meeting will commence at 8pm and doors will be open from 7.30pm. In VK3, class enrolments to close. Do you know some who could make a good radio amateur? Then tell them about the next Foundation Licence Training class run by Amateur Radio Victoria. Quality trainers prepare for the written and practical assessments, all at 40G Victory Boulevard Ashburton on Feb 15 and 16. To enrol, be very quick by contacting the education team leader, Barry Robinson. Now, I'm going to give you an email address and a telephone number. As you know, we normally don't do the URLs and email addresses, phone numbers, but direct you to wia.org.au to read the text edition. But in this case, here's the phone number. 0428 516 001. This is VK1WIA News as we whip around Australia. It's to the Atherton Tablelands once again. Thanks, Graham. And good day from the Atherton Tablelands. This is Dale of VK4DMC for the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, Trek in Far North Queensland. 
On Friday and Saturday, Trek held a very successful event at Mariba, where the centenary of the first amateur radio station in Queensland, XQA, was celebrated. The station was set up at the Mariba Heritage Centre, about 10 metres from the original XQA spark gap transceiver that Marcus Brims used exactly 100 years ago. Club members made many contacts around VK and worldwide using the call sign VK4XQA. A special award commemorating the 100 years of amateur radio in VK4 is available to those who work the VK4XQA call sign, which will be operated by club members over the next six months. Details about the XQA award are available on the text edition of the WIA News. This has been Dale, VK4DMC, and you are listening to the WIA News. Travel well. On Sunday the 9th of March 2014, a VK5 Sota and Park Symposium will be held at the Guides Hall, Hannaford Road, Blackwood. This is the location of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society shack. The purpose of the symposium is to allow like-minded amateurs to get together for the day, who have an interest in the Summits on the Air program, the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award, the Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, the Keith Roger Parks Award and Portable Operation in general. Doors will open at 8.30am with the symposium commencing at 9am sharp with a welcome by the President of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. Four guest speakers will then talk on topics including SOTA's progress in VK, tips for activators and hunters of the VK5 Parks Award, an overview of the Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program and using lithium phosphate chemistry batteries. Morning tea including coffee, tea, cake and biscuits will be held at 10.30am. Following morning tea, there will be a further five presentations by guest speakers on topics including homebrew antennas, SOTA for the beginner, the Parks and Peaks spotting site, prominence as related to SOTA, and a comparison between some portable HF equipment. This will be followed by a short roundtable general question session and the closure of the symposium. The presentations will conclude at 12.40pm and this will be followed by a barbecue. A charge of $4 is asked to cover for the cost of the barbecue and morning tea. As parking is limited at the venue, please consider parking up the street and walking the short distance down to the hall. If possible, please leave the parks at the hall free for those who are delivering presentations on the day and bringing equipment with them. If you do intend to come along to the symposium, please RSCP to Paul, VK5PAS, no later than the 1st of March 2014, so that suitable catering can be organised. RSVP either via mobile phone 0410 or via email siwmopa at iprimus.com.au. For more information, please see the AHARS website at www.ahars.com.au. Again, the date is Sunday the 9th of March 2014, which is the weekend of the Adelaide Cup long weekend. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. I'm Paul, VK5PAS, 
on behalf of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Radio communications over the internet compromises safety. A commercial pilot recently reproduced local air traffic radio communications over the internet without the consent of the parties concerned or the Civil Aviation Authority, the CAA. Radio Spectrum Management, RSM in New Zealand, received a complaint from the airport concerned of a likely compromise to the safety and integrity of airport operations resulting from unwanted publication of the communications. Articles 17 and 18 of the International Telecommunication Union Radio Regulations apply to secrecy of radio communications by both licensees and the general public. New Zealand gives effect to those requirements in the Radio Communications Act 1989. It is an offence for anyone to disclose the contents or to reproduce or to make use of radio communications not intended for that person. The Radio Communications Act 1989 provides for a penalty of up to $30,000. In consultation with the CAA, who were concerned that the internet streaming breached international civil aviation organisation principles and with assistance of airport staff, RSM were able to quickly locate the offender and visited the property. The pilot, who cooperated with an inspection, was formally warned. Cuba gives hams access to 60 metres. Cuba's The Ministry of Communications of Cuba has given hams in that island nation what amounts to strictly controlled access to the 5 MHz or 60 metre band. The rules give Cuban novice-class operators a power limit of 50 watts, while high-class licence holders can run up to 100 watts maximum power out in emergency conditions as needed for reliable link establishment. Getting on the new allocation will require a request to the related authority and the agency's approval before hams in Cuba will be able to fire up on the new spectrum. As to whether this will be a spot frequency or continuous allocation was not mentioned. New propagation predictions for first quarter 2014. The strange cat and mouse propagation of the current solar cycle continues and now there is some important new information available for those on a DX quest. Amateur Radio Newslines, Norm Seeley, KI7UP reports. Steve Nichols, D0KYA, who is the chairman, RSGB Propagation Studies Committee, has updated his high-frequency propagation prediction charts for the first quarter of 2014. This to take into account the latest predicted smooth sunspot numbers. It is generally thought that we may now be at or past the second hump of this sunspot maximum. But according to Nichols, the sun continues to throw some surprises. For example, the observed sunspot numbers for the last six months of 2013 were 57.0, 66.0, 39.9, 85.6, 77.6, and 90.3, which shows the great variation. The current predicted smooth sunspot number is about 61 to 62 for the next three months. That equates to a 10.7 centimeter solar flux index of about 110. A flux over 100 suggests that 10 meters will continue to open on a fairly regular basis and over the next few months should throw up some good opportunities for DX on the higher bands. However, the long-term trend may be downwards. Looking on the bright side, it may also give rise to some good aurora propagation.
For Amateur Radio Newsline, Norm Seeley, KI7UP in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you've ever wanted proof that you never get anything for nothing, here's the evidence. Amateur Radio Newsline's Jim Davis, W2JKD, tells us about an app that secretly told marketers where you were. The maker of the popular Android mobile app that turns a smartphone into a flashlight has agreed to settle the Federal Trade Commission's charges that the software secretly supplied cell phone locations to marketers. This even when consumers rejected its terms of service. According to the FTC, the brightest flashlight free app made note of the phone's precise location and its unique code that identifies every such device. The company would automatically pass that information along to third parties, including advertising networks, even though its privacy policy stated initially that information would not be shared outside the company. The FTC says it didn't seek financial restitution because the app was free. A key part of the settlement is the requirement that if the developer wants to collect and share geolocation data, it must send a prominent disclosure notice when the app launches. The company's also agreed to get a customer consent before collecting or sharing the information. I'm Jim Davis, W2JKD. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK, 4 of UQ, Dateline 2014. WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend, March 15 and 16. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 2 and 3. WIA Remembrance Day, the ID Contest, August 16 and 17. Manly Warringah Radio Society's Flagpole Contest, September. Amateur Radio's International Air Ambulance Week, nine days from September 28. AMSAT, SKN, Best First Winners. Thanks to all who participated in AMSAT Straight Keynote on Oscar 2014. Held in memory of Robert Morris, W2LV. The following participants each received one or more nominations for Best Fist. AA5PK, N5AFE, W5ACM, WA5KBH, WB7QXV, K9CIS, W9EN. An honorary nomination goes to W2LV, whose distinctive bug fist was always easy to copy. Bob preferred a bug to a kid because he was active on American Morse which uses both short and long DARS. He could switch effortlessly between American and international Morse codes. Congratulations to all, and see you next year. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. In this, the WIA National News, over the past few weeks we have made mention of the Great Melbourne Telescope to give you an idea of the size of this Victorian monster. It is about 30 foot long and almost 5 foot in diameter. What has made the restoration more difficult is that there are no engineering drawings of the bits and pieces, as these were lost in the bushfires of 1952 at Mount Stromlo. All interested in astronomy should listen up now. Clint, VK2CSJ, runs the Radio Astronomy Group. He runs a net at 22 hours local time, VK2BK3 on 3543 kHz, Friday nights using the ASV's call sign VK3EKH. Everyone is welcome to join in. 
The Astronomical Society of Victoria is gearing up to become more active in radio astronomy and moonbounce work, and to that end have acquired a 28-foot, 8.5-metre diameter dish, which will be on an alt azimuth mount so it can point to any part of the sky and be able to track objects as the Earth rotates. Jim, VK3OX, says it will also be able to point right down to the horizon. VK4XQA, celebrating the 100th anniversary of XQA, the first licensed amateur radio station established in Queensland by Marcus Brims. Members of the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club have been operating VK4XQA special event style, with the first activation happening and official opening on Friday the 7th and yesterday, a public activation from the Mariba Heritage Museum Saturday. Now, rostered operations continue until Wednesday, August the 6th. For further details, surf to http colon forward slash forward slash www.trekclub.org.au T6U approved for DXCC credit. Word from Bill Moore, NC1L, at the AWL Awards desk that the current TE6U operation from Afghanistan has been approved for DXCC credit. That operation will continue through May the 3rd of this year. Celebrating cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin's 80th birthday. Keep an ear open next month, March, for the Russian Special Events Station, UE80HS. This operation is being held to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Russia's first astronaut, Yuri Gagarin, who was born on March 9, 1934. Gagarin was the first human to journey into space when his Vostok spacecraft completed an orbit of the Earth on April 12, 1961. When you work UE80HS, please queue yourself via RW6HS. Awards EUCW launches Snakes and Ladders Now, as much as we know you hate hearing URLs and web addresses, etc., write this one down. Now, I'll repeat it shortly. www.eucw.org The European CW Group, EUCW launches Snakes and Ladders, a new on-air game, on the 1st of April 2014. For CW operators, the game runs through from this April until the 31st of March 2015 on all HF bands. It is designed to promote activity on all bands and to encourage friendly contacts. It is not a contest, it's a game. The Snakes and Ladders board is made up from a Maidenhead locator map of Europe and the position of each station after QSOs can go up thanks to a ladder or down when the snake bites. Full rules are available in English from the Snakes and Ladders webpage www.eucw.org For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Canberra and regional New South Wales, it can be heard on 146.950 and 438.050 at 9am every Sunday. I'm VK1 Golf Hotel, Handel Gill. Now, I do know we're going to run out of time very quickly here at WIA National News if we don't speed things up. So, very briefly in Media Watch, and we'll bring you full details next week, time permitting, HF Broadcasts have returned to the VK3 BWI network, and it's now on HF on 80, 40 and 30 metres. The ARRL, a centenary of amateur radio, and there's a new video display, that's well worth a look, and a new TV factor. It's called TX Factor 
online TV show has been announced from the UK and you can watch that on the internet. So all that's to come next week in Media Watch and VK1WIA National News. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Radio Ham detects GPS in a YouTube video. Finnish radio amateur and electronics hacker Ono Raisin, OH2EIQ, heard a mysterious digital sound when she listened to the audio of a YouTube video of a police chase being filmed by a helicopter. Now she writes, The signal sits alone in the left audio channel, so I completely isolated it. Judging by the spectrograph, the modulation scheme seems to be BFSK, switching the carrier between 1200 and 2200 Hz. I demodulated it by filtering with a low-pass and high-pass sync and comparing the outputs. Now I had a bitstream at 1200 bits per second. The bitstream consisted of packets of 47 bytes each, synchronised by start and stop bits, and separated by receptions of the byte 0x80. Most bits stay constant during the video, but three distinct groups of bytes contain varying data. And that data was the location telemetry from the helicopter, so she analysed it to extract the coordinates. When she plotted them and compared them to the resulting curve to the route taken by the fleeing car in the video, well, it was a match. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW tally tallies up. So far, 25 countries have registered for the 17th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend being held in August. In the lead of this 48-hour fun event is Germany with 38, followed by Australia with 33, then the United States of America 14, England 11 and Argentina 7. The aims are to increase public awareness, preservation and restoration plus promotion of amateur radio and to foster goodwill. It's not a contest activity, although contesting as an activity does have a major role in gaining skills and measuring individual station performance. With six months to go, start planning now to set up a portable station and a marine beacon under the guidelines and register online for August the 16th and 17th by visiting the website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Military, KC5FM, NNN0LAC, a new pick for Navy Marine Mars. Some names in the news. First up, Lloyd Colston, KC5FM of Oklahoma. Lloyd, who also holds the Mars call sign NNN0LAC, has been selected as the new public affairs officer for the Navy and Marine Corp Military Auxiliary Radio System. He is an experienced journalist and also services his city as their emergency management director. He received his bachelor's degree in journalism and speech from the Northeastern Oklahoma State University and has print and broadcast media experience. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. As time goes by, VK4BB rewinds to Ham Radio's Halcyon Days. Well, we have reached the end of WIA National News. Just time for a quick rewind and a quick look at the social scene. The social scene, March 28 to 30 in VK4 is the Mount Bunya Mountains and District Amcom Camp at Somerset Dam. March the 23rd in VK3 is the MDRC White Elephant Sale from 10am. And, of course, there's the Wyong Field Day. So in Rewind... Let's uh, rewind to the early Gosford Y on Woiwoi field days. Here's Ed VK2JI, and after Ed, it's farewell from me with a reminder to walk softly. As with all great events, 
The CCARC field day started small and grew and grew. We believe it started in the mid-50s as a small event at Woiwoi for two or three years, moving then to the sailing club where it stayed for several years before finding a home at the Gosford Race Club for a couple of years. Following the race club, it moved up the road a little to the Gosford Showground in the early 70s, which was its home for many years before eventually moving to its current location at the Wyong Racecourse. It appears the event has always been close to the last weekend in February each year. So where will you be in just two weeks' time, February the 23rd this year? Why not come along and join the biggest gathering of radio amateurs in Australia at the CCARC Field Day at Wyong, at the Wyong Racecourse? Just a reminder, if anyone still hasn't registered and wishes to take the Foundation Licence class on Saturday the 22nd at Wyong, or a licence assessment on the field day itself, all the details you need are on the club's website. Be quick, or you'll be too late. For full details about the field day, please go to the club website at ccarc.org.au and click on the field day graphic on the main page. Whether it's seeking that bargain from the flea market, grabbing that discounted new item from the trader's stand, educating yourself at the seminars and exhibitor stalls, or even taking that licence upgrade assessment, the place to be on February 23 is undoubtedly the CCARC Field Day at Wyong. 73 till next week. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. This is VK1WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.